On this episode of K-Pod... What's it like teaching children English in Korea? What's it like teaching adults? What do we each like or prefer to teach? And what can you expect if you're thinking about coming to Korea to teach English for the first time? All of this and more in this episode of K-Pod. We record the podcast in downtown Cheongwon City, South Korea, at the only Irish bar in town, O'Brien's Irish Bar and Restaurant. They're located in Jeondong, right across from the International Hotel on the third floor. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by and check them out for some great food, drinks, and one of the best atmospheres in the area. O'Brien's Irish Bar, Cheongwon City. It's K-Pod. Life in Korea with your hosts, Scott, Marco, and Adam. Welcome back to K-Pod, Life in Korea. With some of the people living and working right here in South Korea, I'm one of the hosts, Scott. Sitting to my left is Marco. Marco, how's things? Pretty good, thanks. And to my right, we've got Adam. Adam, how are things going? Excellent, thank you. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about teaching young children and teens to start off with. A little later, we'll get into teaching adults. And after that, we'll get into our own preferences, advice, and stories regarding some of our teaching here in South Korea. So let's start off with teaching children or teens type thing. Marco, do you, what age range do you teach? I teach kindergarten, currently up to fourth, but I have taught up to fifth. So pretty much, yeah, not quite middle school, but kindergarten and elementary. And Adam, what ages do you currently teach? Uh, right now I'm teaching grade three and up to from three to grade six, so elementary. It's funny, grades mean nothing to me. Even though I've been doing this for so long, I don't know. I'm just no ages type thing. So that's like uh, elementary school. Yes. And that's what, between ages nine and uh, Korean 14? Korean age, uh, age 10 until 13? Well, they'd be nine in third grade, Korean age. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. So that's eight Western age. So ages nine and Marco, your ages? Uh, ages seven to 10, seven to 11. All right. So we're all kind of similar. I currently teach, I think, anywhere from nine to 16 in that range, you know, elementary school and middle school. So teaching young kids or children, what's it like? What can you expect? Adam, what are some of the, your experiences or what can you tell people to expect if you're teaching younger kids? I would say that uh, younger students are easier and more fun to teach. Um, I know it, it's easier to elucidate the key expressions or make them easier to understand. The effectiveness of songs for young learners, especially grades three and four. Um, but as they get older, I found that if you gear more towards competitive games that incorporate the key expressions being studied, uh, it's a little bit better. Holy shit, you sound like a teacher. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. Songs. So Songs you, you, for young young students, it, it makes them remember the uh, key expressions a little bit easier because they have kind of a rhythm to them. So you're, you're making singer. up songs? No, these are songs I find on the internet or that are in the textbook uh, CDs. And have, have you taught any other ranges? Not adults, but like... I've taught uh, kindergarten. Middle, I've taught kindergarten, and I've taught middle school as well. Um, but right now, I'm focusing just on elementary. What about kindergarten? What can you say about kindergarten? Kindergarten. I mean, you're teaching 
rudimentary English. You're teaching numbers, you're teaching simple greetings, colors, things like that. And, you know, there are plenty of materials on the internet. YouTube, uh, super simple songs is very good. Maple Leaf Learning is another good one where you can find these really catchy songs where it, uh, the kids, brains are kind of like sponges so they're able to they're able to remember these things a lot easier if they're put to music or chants or things like that basically uh babysitting right yeah 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 in the short short version of that (laughs) and marco what can you say about teaching kids i would say my experience is pretty much the opposite of what adam said uh for me, the kindergarten, well, my kindergartners are learning much, much more than colors. Like right now, we are learning materials, what things are made of, how bridges are built, how boats are made. Okay. Um, like my, my kids are quite advanced, um, but they are frustrating to no end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, vi- I mean, it's good because then I'm learning to be more patient and it is very rewarding when you see that they understand what you're talking about. But for me, I prefer teaching my, I pref- I've always preferred teaching my fourth and fifth graders because my, the school that I teach at, the kids are all pretty high level. So I can have real, really interesting conversations with my fourth and fifth graders. Uh, we've talked about social equality, such as like women getting equal pay or in one of my fifth grade classes, we talked about the uh, re- possibility of reunification with North Korea. Like a lot of things like that. Some advanced stuff. Yeah. And for myself, I've taught, I've taught all, all ages basically in Korea, but mostly children. Uh, I have taught kindergarten. I've spent uh, eight years at a more of a kindergarten style hogwan. And uh, yeah, that was kind of more babysitting. And there was a lot more work involved as a teacher. Like, you had to spend more time with them. You know, they wanted you to spend, like, lunch and all that type of thing with them. Where younger elementary school, middle school, it's kind of more just go into the class, teach what you got to teach. Obviously, kids, they don't really want to be there. You know, they're obviously their parents pay and make them go. That's the difference with adults. Adults usually want to learn compared to kids but uh for some reason in no creepy way i've gotten to the point where i just relate to kids better than adults especially when it comes to teaching so i think uh most people out there thinking about coming to korea your first job is going to be teaching kids at you know whatever level middle school kids they have a lot of study outside of English and, you know, all kids kind of go to a lot of different hagwans, whether it's math, uh, science, you know, all kinds of different study. They study all day, all night. They don't want to be there, so it can be difficult sometimes, but it also depends on the size of your class. Like, Marco, how many kids on average would you say is in one of your classes? Uh, Well, we have a 12 maximum in uh, my school so yeah like all of my kindergarten classes have always been 12 but i have taught as few as one and adam adam you're at a public school right yeah i teach public school uh my classes on average are about 25 students but sometimes they can go upwards to 30 30 maximum so there's a big difference there yes between 12 and 30 i'm kind of on the same as marco i mean i think the average is about eight, I think, in terms of my classes. So it's very manageable. Adam, do you have a Korean teacher in class with you? Yes, I do. Okay. Marco, you don't? Yes and no. Yeah, I have a Korean teacher, and she 
spends a lot of time in the classroom, but she also spends a lot of time outside of the classroom. Um, so there, we do have to be very communicative. Does that depend on the age? Like uh, kindergarten, you said you had kindergarten. Yeah, it, well, yeah. So my kindergarten co-teacher, she's definitely in the classroom a lot more, but she's not always in the classroom because she does have other responsibilities that she has to take care of. Um, but yeah, in kindergarten, the co-teachers are definitely there a lot more than with the elementary classes. And do either of you have like cameras or anything in your class? We have CCTV. Yeah. Not in my classroom, no. No? That's why you work there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just started having cameras in our classrooms, but it's more for the protection of the teachers rather than it's not like one of those things where parents can log in and watch type thing. Well, yeah, if our parents want to see it, they have to come talk to our director or vice director. All right, next we'll be getting into teaching adults, if any of us have had experience with that. And then a little later on, we'll get into what age frames that we prefer teaching and some of our stories regarding teaching different ages here in Korea. So teaching adults. Marco, have you ever taught adults? Uh, I taught adults uh, in America, not in Korea, but I mean, I've done language exchange in Korea, which is... Like, I'm, it's not a job, I'm not getting paid, but I'm still helping people learn. And it's a little easier because they already know what things are. We're not teaching concepts like we are with the kids. Uh, we're more teaching vocabulary and grammar. It's more focused on the English. Okay, and Adam, have you taught adults? Yeah, as a matter of fact, my first, cl- uh, my first job here was at a academy where they sent me to various companies teaching business English, conversational English. And things like that. So they kind of hoarded you out to somewhere else. Right. I was kind of farmed out to places like LG and uh, Hyosung and all these different places. And did you have to find your own way to those places? Yeah, I had a company car and I drove to them. Okay, so that's similar to my, I think it was my second year in Korea. I've taught adults. I've worked at a STX, a shipbuilding company. Yeah, it's a big firm. I've also uh, worked with the Korean Navy and taught, I guess, what's the Navy? So, not soldiers, but... Sailors. Sailors, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And uh, actually, most of them are helicopter pilots. So I'd go to the Navy base, wait in a classroom on the second floor, and my students would fly in in helicopters and park right beside the class. It was so loud. It's kind of cool, though. Uh, yeah. But uh, one thing for me with teaching adults, I also taught, like, I taught an Ajima class early in the mornings before. Like, uh, Ajima's a middle, you know, middle-aged, married women type thing. I also have experience teaching an Ajima class at uh, Lotte Department Store, the Culture Center. So uh, one thing with teaching adults, like I said earlier, they kind of want to learn. So, like, they're paying for it. So you got to be a little more on your toes type thing. Or know what you're doing. I'm not saying that I don't with kids, but uh, it's possible that I do. Like, I could literally, I could go into any kid's class and teach them for three hours if I wanted to with no material. But with adults, they do want to learn. One thing I found, especially with the Army, especially with the uh, company men that I did teach, they kind of always want some, you know, after nighttime activity. Like, they would always ask you to go out, have dinner, or go for drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, a little more just kind of English on the fun time type thing. Right. 
and it got a little annoying for me. <laughs> which is not necessary, you know, something I want to do every night type thing. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily with the Ajima class, <laughs> but uh, there were lunches and stuff like that. But teaching kids was more just, you know, you show up, you go from this time period to this time period. You didn't really have to worry about, hey, let's go for dinner tonight, or hey, let's go for drinks. Obviously, uh, obviously <laughs> not with the uh, kids anyway. So I found there's more prep work with adults. And to be honest, a lot of Koreans' English is a lot better than myself in terms of uh, spelling or grammar. I mean, I never really learned grammar or anything like that. Most of my English I learned over my 17 years here in Korea in terms of like grammar, you know, all the terms and stuff like that. that yeah, that's right. I didn't know anything until I took my TEFL certificate, anything about grammar. So It's kind of a struggle with English, though, in Korea, teaching English in Korea, because uh, I want to teach my kids to t speak functionally mm -hmm. but a lot of times their parents want them to pass a test yeah and the way it's all about tests yeah and the way that we would speak on the test is not something that we would say in a normal conversation in just regular speaking english i remember back in the day i think there's toic test maybe i don't remember yeah. exactly what test it was but i knew people koreans that were super good at you know holding conversations and just talking shit but they couldn't do a TOEIC test so yeah i've met people that have high TOEIC scores but can really hold a conversation or are a little more difficult to communicate with nothing else to add right uh i'd say just some tips for teaching adults koreans really love to talk about uh, culture and comparing their culture with western culture or any other different culture uh just be wary like be careful with sensitive material in these conversational classes try to avoid things too political or there are some historical issues that are very sensitive here for example their relationship with japan uh colonization this docto issue these islands that are kind of um contentious between the two countries and also comfort women which is uh very very sensitive issue in korea right now and don't try to pick up those ajumas in your ajuma class yeah keep it professional <laughs> <laughs> and lastly we're going to get into our own preferences or age groups that we enjoy more teaching and uh again some more advice like adam just gave regarding teaching whatever age group so marco i would assume that you're pretty comfortable with teaching kids yeah seeing that's what you've mostly done over the last two years yeah And do you have any advice regarding, you know, whether it's managing the class or... Uh, when I first came in, uh, you know, you want you want the kids to like, you want them to have fun. But uh, someone told me, be scary teacher first. And I think that is great advice because it's easier to loosen up but the, and have the kids, you know, know that when you need to be strict or to discipline that you can or will rather than to be the easygoing, fun teacher. And then when you try to discipline, they do not take you seriously. What scary teacher? <laughs> Cracking him in the head? Uh, with it, on my first week of school, the kids would not stop talking. I picked up a stack of books and I just threw them down on the table. And it just makes a loud sound. The kids are shocked. And then I just say in a very calm but cold voice, this is not your playtime. Could be some pro book people out there that might <laughs> take offense to that but i did break a book once actually i broke the spine on a book don't know these days people find everything offensive it's mm. true 
And Adam, you've taught adults and kids. Which do you prefer teaching? Uh, I actually like, because of my teaching style, I, I, I enjoy teaching grade three, four, five. Once it gets into grade six, they're, you know, they're on their way out. They start to develop these kind of attitude, like too cool for school. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's fun teaching the kids, especially when you know, you're playing competitive games. Sometimes I pit the girls against the boys and it gets super competitive and it can be a lot of fun. So yeah, I, I actually really love my job right now. Uh, I did enjoy teaching adults. I have also taught adults uh, abroad in other countries uh, in Europe. Um, and it's, it's interesting. It can be kind of a cultural exchange. But right now I'm content with uh, my current position. And do you prefer, you said you had a, like a co-teacher, Korean teacher in the class with you. Do you prefer that than having? Yeah, it's always nice, um, especially for classroom management. Uh, you know, the Korean teachers, they're very good at disciplining the kids and uh, keeping them in line. So if kids are acting up, it's usually them that give them the shit look, like stop. Yeah, they kind of, they, they can be very stern and uh, they can have the kids or they can communicate to their homeroom teacher who the kids are terrified of. They can communicate to them what kind of problems the kids are, are uh, causing. All right. And for myself, again, like I said earlier, I do prefer or I relate better to the kids. So I kind of enjoy that more than teaching adults. I don't teach adults at all anymore. Adults for me were always a little too eager to learn and knew too much English compared to myself. <laughs> so I was never good at spelling. Like I, I remember teaching at the Navy base and the word precious, I think it was precious, I don't remember, it came up and somebody asked how to spell it and I couldn't spell it. Like I wrote it on the board, but I spelled it wrong. And then, you know, three of the Navy guys jumped up and like, teacher, that's not how you spell. I always use the, oh, in Canada, this is how we spell it. <laughs> but the American version is how you said it does correct type thing, you know. Or I would use the, if I do something wrong or spell something wrong, it's like, very good. That was a test. <laughs> but adults, definitely, There's a, to me, there's more work involved. And like I said, they, they want to learn. They're usually pretty good. So, uh, grammar, cool. let's see, right there is a mistake. <laughs> uh, grammar and terms of grammar and stuff like that, I, I don't know. I just know this is how you talk. This is how you say something. So, teaching kids is more fun. I'd recommend uh, if... Your students, your adult students are struggling with grammar. Uh, there's a really good uh, grammar guide by Raymond Murphy. It's like the essentials of grammar. And they have, you know, the, a page reading about how a certain tense works or a certain grammatical function works. And then they have like a, the next page is kind of like these exercise where you, exercises where you can write out the answers and make sure that you've, you've got the formula right. You know? So summing up for me anyway, teaching obviously kindergarten, it can be tough. For a lot of people, because it's hard to manage. There's not much going on there. Kids can't even speak Korean, let alone English. And then getting into the mid-range, a little older. So elementary school to middle school, for me, is the easiest. I They're easier to manage, a little more fun. Getting into later middle school, high school, the kids just don't want to do anything. And it's usually later at night. Everybody's tired. Those classes can be tough, especially if you have a small class with three or four kids and they just want to put their head down. And then adults, they want to learn, they want to study. But obviously in terms of managing the class and stuff like that, there's a lot less to do in terms of that aspect. So it can be easier for some people. 
So it's all a matter of what you think. It's, it's all based on character and how you are and stuff like that. So for me, elementary kids are probably the easiest to teach out of all of them. I'd say my kindergarten is the hardest, but they're probably the most fun at the same time. So that's some of our experiences of teaching here in South Korea. Once again, thanks for tuning in and listening. You can check out the podcast at k pod-cast.com or anywhere you can find a podcast basically in iTunes or anything like that. If you're into it, hit us up with a like or share our podcast. Leave us a comment below if you want to share any of your experiences with teaching or what age groups you've taught here in Korea. Wherever you find this podcast, leave us a comment below. And once again, I'm Scott. You can find me at anything at chongwanner.com or scott at chongwanner.com. And Adam, where can people find you? Find me on Facebook, Adam Maxwell Kent, or you can find me on Instagram at everstalwart. And Marco, where can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Marco Baia, B-A-I-L-L-E, uh, same name for my Instagram. And you're also on K-Pop Global. K-Pop Global. K-Pop.Global. So thanks for tuning in. And if you have any questions also for us or anything regarding teaching here in South Korea, just comment wherever you find this podcast or you can send me an email at scott.changwater.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again very soon. We record our podcast in downtown Changwon City, South Korea at the only Irish bar in town, O'Brien's Irish Bar and Restaurant. They are located in Juangdong, right across from the International Hotel on the third floor. If you're in the area, be sure to stop by and check them out for some great food, drinks, and one of the best atmospheres in the area. O'Brien's Irish Bar and Restaurant, Changwon City.